The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to stop wasting time and make a shift towards enhanced productivity? Welcome to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration, featuring your host, David B. Savage. In our program, we will show you how leaders and their organizations are using collaboration to innovate and move ahead of their competition. It's not just about customers or employees or the board. It's working together throughout your company and with your stakeholders. Now, here is David B. Savage. Hey, everyone. Uh, This is another important uh, radio show broadcast. We're talking about global networks, human resources, collaboration, and I think I want to subtitle this one as Zombies or Zippers. We'll get to Zombies or Zippers. You know, use your imagination as to why I'm talking about Zombies or Zippers when we talk about global networks, collaboration, and human resources. I'm very proud today we will have Amy Schabacher Dufran of the Human Resources Certification Institute. Their main office is in the Washington, D.C. area. And also just delighted to have Japman Bajaj, an executive at TELUS in Alberta. These are two world leaders, as you will hear. Uh, Amy will be in our second segment. Uh, Japman will be in our third. I just want to set it up first for you. And, and thank you for listening. Thank you for being here to talk about zombies or zippers, collaboration, human resources, and global networks. We're just overriding theme today is human resources, skills, capacity, innovation, and collaboration. You know, oftentimes we we think we don't matter or we have organizations that allow us to think we don't matter. We hear more and more about robots and autonomous stuff. Well, We'll do a little pushback on that. In my work in oil and gas, in renewable energy, in healthcare, in Aboriginal economic development and otherwise, people always matter. Think about this for a moment. From your perspective, do people matter? Do they matter to your effectiveness, to your efficiency? to your sales, to your collaborations, to your bottom line. Do people matter? And I ask those very different questions, but they're very same, very much the same is, can we have one kingpin at the top of running organizations by remote, having robots create? And sometimes, some places, some industries, yeah, increasingly so. But we can't replace the intelligence and the agility in the innovation and adaptability of humans. So if you say, do people matter? I ask, then why? Why do they matter? Why do they matter to you? 
Are robots cheaper, more dependable, faster? So when we're asking the questions about robots or zombies, here's a third label, messengers. Too often in organizations that I work with, I coach, I help develop their value and their capacity of their people. Here's a disclaimer, I don't work on robots, but I do work with some zombies and some messengers. People that just show up at work, go through the motions and just can't wait until they're out of there because they actually don't feel a part of our organization. They don't have a role. They're just messengers for the folks at the top. I don't think any of us wants to be in that position. You know, I've heard some friends of mine say, well, I hate my job, but I've only got 10 more years to retirement. Wow, that's, that's uh, voluntary slavery. So why are human resources use, pardon me, human resource professionals useful? Oftentimes we, we cut and slash and we focus and we try to dumb down. But why are human resources professionals useful? What do they do for us? What is being done today to build better organizations, more creativity, cost reductions, and business success? We're going to answer some of these questions, and I'm hoping that you're going to answer some of them for yourself. What are you doing today and in the next months to build a better organization, more creativity, reduced costs, and greater business success? I am a collaborator. I'm a connector. I've got uh, connections around the world. I'm grateful to have a connection with you. The connections that I'm grateful to, especially for this show, are people that brought Amy and Japman to me. I met Japman in Calgary just a couple months ago, a brilliant new leader. And thanks to David Mitchell of Bow Valley College in Calgary for that introduction. I met Amy and Julie Rosenthal Firstly, through connecting with Holly Burkett, she's the author of Learning from the Long Run. That's Holly Burkett, Learning from the Long Run. Great leadership development skills, great book. Holly then connected me to Barry Lawrence. So thank you, Holly. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Julie. And I'm really looking forward to introducing you in this hour to Amy and Chapman. Just a few days ago, I had my two of my grandkids, Quinn and Sarah, and we needed to bide some time. Uh, we love to do stuff together, but on this occasion, I hate to admit it, but we went to McDonald's so that they could get a snack, uh, be diverted, and I could spend a little bit of time with them while their mom, my daughter, Alyssa, was doing some duties, some running around town. They brought up the story of Back to the Future, the movie Back to the Future. You're probably aware that Back to the Future went to 
I think it was 2015, that's what uh, Quinn and Sarah told me. And they were talking about hoverboards and flying cars. Well, it's not 2015 now, it's 2017. And there is significant advances in robotization and mechanization, autonomous trucks, autonomous drivers, all of that stuff. Autonomous uh, things that'll vacuum your floor. But what is the cost of robots? Where are the robots in your organization? Well, Back to the Future might have forecast that we're going to be all just going fishing, going skiing, sitting on the beach reading books in 2017. That hasn't happened yet, and I don't think it'll ever happen. What I want to encourage you to consider, how do you develop your bottom line through your best resources, your human resources? So that's why I use the question, do you want zombies or zippers? You know, zombies or messengers or robots are those staff members, consultants, leaders who just sleepwalk through their job. They do what they're told and nothing more. They are effective machines, but they're not human. They're not agile. They're not innovative. I think we need to support zippers, those that bring people together. They collaborate. They work well in teams. They reach globally for resources and ideas and innovation. It's just like Amy and Japman are going to talk us, tell us about. So let's be zippers. Just think of sewing in the zipper into your organization to bring it all together, to, to make it fit right. Many of you have probably seen the 2016 film Arrival, uh, made by a Canadian producer, talking about extraterrestrials that come to us. And it's a great film. I'd recommend it. What they find is to finally communicate with the extraterrestrials, they not only have to learn a language together, learn how to understand each other, but at the end, the survival of the human race uh, lands on collaboration, working together at 12 different sites. 12 different sites must work together to meet the challenge, the interest, the invitation of those extraterrestrial beings that are so far more developed than we are. It's all about collaboration. My long-term listeners will know that I'm all about negotiation, developing human capacities and skills and teamwork. Uh, a couple months ago, we talked about my collaborative leadership 360 assessment. And I refer back to that about, you know, people matter. And robots or messengers, zombies, can't do much of these. These are some of the questions in my collaborative leadership 360 assessment that I work with organizations on identifying how well they work together, where are their strengths, where are the gaps, what's the capacities that need to be built on. So think about, are you a zombie or a zipper when your 360 assessment is questioned, includes questions of you and those that work around you, above, beside, and below you on the org chart? 
Do you consistently deliver a positive and valuable collaboration experience? Do you hold meetings that are purpose-driven and focused on the end results? So this isn't yes or no, it's on a scale, Likert scale. But just think about these questions and see how you rate yourself, how others might rate you and what you might change with some training that Amy will talk about through the Human Resources Certification Institute that Japman will talk about, about reaching out with organizations like TELUS and SOCHAL, S-O-S-H-A-L. Are you able to adjust to changes that take place during the process? Robots don't do that very well. They're getting more and more intelligent. They're more and more able to think on their feet and evolve their thinking, but not yet. Do you consistently deliver on agreed-upon codes of practice, requirements, accountabilities? How agile are you in your ability to adjust to organizational changes? In today's challenging business times, not-for-profit times, just having messengers, robots, zombies in your organization will drive you right over the cliff. We need agility, we need innovation, we need the intelligence to go through. So is your messenger, robot, zombie, open to new ideas or realizations? Not really. Are you? Are you open to looking at diverse perspectives? Are you open to looking at diverse skills You know, a sales perspective on an organization is very different from the operations perspective. The leadership perspective is very different from the perspective of the folks in the front lines. Those of your customers, those of your, the families of your customers, the communities of your customers. Do you commit to your role and the impact you have on others? What is your intention? And mostly, how do you cultivate the capabilities, cultivate the capabilities of others? Are they better when you leave? I sure hope so. If they're better when you leave in the short term, then that's not a good sign. But our role as leaders is to actually make the system, the process, the paradigm, the people, the groups, the teams, and the bottom line work better. So the call to action at this point is think about where your zombies are. Think about how you sew into your cultural fabric more zippers. Yeah, use that metaphor. Where are our zippers? Where can they bring us together globally, skill-wise, perspective-wise, innovation-wise, leadership-wise? How do we serve our future better? What's possible with that? So imagine yourself as a champion in your work in 2020. You and your organization are celebrating a huge breakthrough. Together you have accomplished what no one had dreamed possible. You are elated. So are your shareholders or your stakeholders. Feel your success. 
Now, what changes did you make in your personal and professional life to get you to such great heights? What certifications have you earned? How are you as a human being? And who is needed on your team? These are critical, critical reflections, meditations. Be mindful of this. You might ask yourself when you wake up every day or when you shut her down every night. Is my organization better today because I was here? Are the people here better today because of my influence, my vision, my collaboration, and how I've supported their capacity building and their network building? Big questions, big challenge, and that's what makes you above the rest. That's what makes you a zipper and not a zombie. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back with Amy. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network david b savage and his book breakthrough to yes unlocking the possible within a culture of collaboration delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company while creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network Seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. See much more at davidbsavage.com. According to Kirkus Reviews, Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, unlocking the possible within a culture of collaboration. While it addresses organizational collaboration, this book could be interpreted more broadly as a treatise on building a cooperative culture within families, groups, businesses, and government. David's Collaborative Leadership 360 Assessment is an evaluation resource that will get you moving forward. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com that's davidbsavage.com have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy plus you get to take advantage of some great member benefits get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels keep track of your favorite episodes shows and hosts in your own customizable library Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. 
You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to david at davidbsavage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Welcome back, everyone. This is a segment that is very, very important to me. Sometimes we try to take shortcuts in our organizations. And uh, what I'd say is human resources, human resource capacity building is not a shortcut that will benefit you. Uh, I'm delighted today that we've got Amy Schabacher defran Amy is the CEO of the HR Certification Institute, Human Resources Certification Institute, where Amy focuses on developing collaborative long-term partnerships in individuals and organizations to looking to create and deliver change around human resources. Before joining HRCI, she spent more than 25 years in leading human resources functions with organizations, including the Municipal Securities Rulemaking Board, the Optical Society, Marymount University, and Bloomingdale's. Amy has been an adjunct faculty member at Marymount University School of Business Administration in Arlington, Virginia, since 1998. So she knows her stuff. She also serves on the advisory board of Columbia Lighthouse for the Blind and as a commissioner for the National Commission for Certifying Agencies, that's NCAA, pardon me, NCCA, and she is recipient of the Leadership Nonprofit Award from the HR Leadership Awards of Greater Washington. Amy holds the HR Certification Institute designation of Senior Professional in Human Resources. That's a pretty high honor, uh, a high level of commitment to teams and working together. She has an MBA and in, in Master's of Arts in Human Resources from Marymount and a BA in Management from Hood College. And Amy and I were just talking off the air about our long-term mutual interest in how do we get people to collaborate. So, Amy, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, let's, uh, let's start about this role at the uh, HR Certification Institute and you and Julie and, and uh, I talked about Barry and others are working so hard to help our world and, and help our leaders. What do you think about the notion that with all of this automation, i.e. robots, and I've talked about zombies, <laughs> uh, zombie people, <laughs> are taking over replacing people and that there won't be a role for HR? So what do you think? Are we just going to go fishing, Amy? Or, you know what? What's this all about? Well, What's your I, perspective? I, I, I think that HR, um, as, as we have known it, has evolved significantly over the decades, um, at least that I've been um, in the profession, and it will not stop evolving. Um, we know that um, based on reports in Harvard Business Review and reports from the um, different bureaus of labor statistics, at least here in the U.S., that HR is going to grow significantly over the next uh, 10 to 12 years. And it's because our our people and our organizations are changing at such a rapid pace. And what an exciting time to be in HR because we're, we are challenged to 
retool people because of, of this idea of robotics and artificial intelligence that's happening out there. And we're, we're, we are challenged by this, and we're challenged because we have to retool people um, because robotics won't replace us. They're actually going to amplify um, the needs that we have in our workforce, um, not only today but tomorrow. And there was a report that was just uh, published uh, within the past uh, couple of weeks by uh, Josh Burson on this, this notion of um, automation and that, that in fact, people have said that robots are going to take over our jobs and we're going to, you know, as you say, go out fishing. But that's not going to be the case. We've got to retool ourselves. And um, not only in HR, but every, um, every worker will have to retool um, ourselves to um, rise to, the, to this challenge of um, being able to um, use our brains and um, really differentiate ourselves in the workforce. So it's a yeah, huge it's challenge. bringing to my mind, bringing to my mind, Amy, that uh, it's not only uh, us versus them, you know, ro- robots with versus humans, but uh, no, robots actually need controllers. They need people to design them, plan them, program them. You know, we we have to. Uh, be agile and be in control of the robots. It's you know this isn't something that's just happening in a you know a Orson Wellian uh, scenario. This the the speed of change, the challenges, the global challenges. We're we're seeing it faster and faster, which creates opportunities. And without the right people in the right places at the right time with the right skills, um, my company is going to miss out. That's right. That's right. And and economists are spending a lot of time kind of talking about this this very notion as well. And they're saying um, and challenging CEOs to think about um, how how do how do they differentiate themselves? And the biggest differentiator is is their people. Um, so that's it's huge. Yeah, I, when I used to uh, run small oil and gas companies companies in uh, North America with a few others, when we talked to investors, the response was always, you know, you, you can do all the intelligent science spreadsheets, all of that data you want, but we actually only invest in people. So it's a, a, a strong reflection to say no matter how complex it gets, people matter. That's right. So, That's right. So they matter any, in, ev- in everything we do. In the 21st century HR organization, what does it look like? You know, what are the other skills, apart from being a subject matter expert, do HR professionals need if they want to be successful? You know, we talk about, uh, we've talked about the analytics, the business intelligence, the digital. What, what does an HR professional need to be ready for and with? I think that's a great question, and we I get asked that a lot, and HR professionals need to understand the organization it is that they're working for. They've got to understand the business. How, how do they make money? What are their customers saying? Um, what, are the, what are the financial metrics that, that signify if something is a success or it's a failure? 
or an opportunity to get better. Um, so having that really strong understanding of the of the business, um, a strong understanding of the culture, the culture that the organization um, ha- currently has, and does the, are there elements of that co- culture that need to shift and change, um, and sort of being that that chief culture person who is making sure that 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 culture is morphing as the business is changing. Um, they've got to have really strong financial um, acumen. Sort of you you know you, this this idea of analytics is important. Understanding those those key metrics, but. It's having a really strong understanding of the P&L and what are those things that, um, you know, that are growing or detracting from uh, the business. And I think that that, you know, that, that strong understanding of, of the customer is really important. So HR, having an opportunity to, you know, do an internship within your company so that you're working um, in different facets of the business, but what better way to understand um, what your uh, what your sales team is up against, what your business development folks face um, every day, what are the um, financial challenges that are happening, you know, that are occurring on your on your finance team? What are those marketing um, opportunities that we need to better understand, and what might what people might we need to help us with those challenges? So um, I think those are all really important um, skills that set an HR person apart from um, an HR person who's sort of the rules and tools HR person. So you really need somebody who um, that understands, and, and you as the HR person have to understand those, uh, those metrics that differentiate um, your organization. Yeah, I like that rules and tools. You know, <laughs> the the HR professional is in a increasingly challenging spot where they are, to use my metaphor for this show, they are the zippers. They are the ones that bring it all together, and and not only bring it all together for what is in the reports from the past, but it's important for the HR professional to be able to foresee what's needed next in this twenty first century. It's a it's a challenging role, and and uh, we got to be ready. We we really so, do, and and you can't you can't bring people to your organization if you don't understand what those challenges are. What are you really searching for in the people that are going to move the needle for your for your organization? And you've got to understand those challenges um, in order to to make those um, those changes happen for your business. So HR, and, and I think that, you know, I, I'll go back and you, you hear about um, uh, a lot of the articles that are out there in the press really give HR a black eye. And I, I'm, those, those um, you know, I, although the, the articles are challenging to the, to the function of HR, HR takes a lot of black eyes because HR is experimenting all the time. Good HR people are because you're, you, you need to see what will work within your organization. Um, you need to do a lot of experimentation. And so some, some experiments work and some don't. And you learn from those and you change um, and you reposition and you try again. Um, so I think that this is, it's such an exciting time to be in HR. And, and, you know, as I've talked about before, it's a really opportunistic time for somebody who's looking for a career change to jump into HR because um, HR has a lot to offer. 
it would uh, I think it would be very appropriate to to say before somebody can go into the C-suite, they must have HR capacities, capabilities to to be able to be that zipper in the organization. The uh, I just you know when you talk about a black eye in some cases. Uh, we're all about agility, performance, you know, making, uh, achieving the corporate or not-for-profit objectives. That can only be done with an agile, capable team. Uh, we often are seduced into flat organizations where there's one person at the top and everybody else is equal. Well, in, in my experience, in, in my consulting and, and leading for 41 years, uh, if you're looking for short-term results, that, that can be really great. But if you're looking for agility, innovation, creativity, and to, to fill spots for your organization that you didn't think possible, one person at the top can't do that. You, you need the human resources aligned and, and ready. So I've got... That's right. I've got I, I think to, cool. to build on that a little bit, um, Mary... Mary Barra from GM. She is a person who started in HR, and now she is running um, one of the largest, if not the largest, car maker on this planet. And um, has she faced challenges? Absolutely. Um, has you know she um, she has is criticized publicly for lots that she does, but she's also um, receives a lot of accolades for what she does. But she understands the importance of HR and the importance of having the right people to support you. Um, so I think that's she's a, a great example of somebody who has um, been able, who is in the C-suite leading a, a, you know, a large organization who's really moving the needle um, in HR. Yeah, and, and really moving the needle as General Motors is, is uh, they're a whole right. different company than they were 2008. That's um, right. So we've got I think a couple they were minutes. dealing with mis- oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead, Amy. No, I was just I was just thinking about, you know, the mistrust that was happening in, in General Motors and how she really had to use her organizational design and development skills and organizational behavior skills to to um to move the needle. Yeah, thank you for that. I think that's a great example, a real example for our listeners around the world. What would you say to a CEO about the importance of the HR function in their company? So I, HR um, is the most important function of your organization. And, in, you know, as I mentioned just very briefly before, the most important differentiator for you, according to um, any article that you pick up, any economist that you talk to, is your, is your people. And that is... And thinking about ways to grow your business, that is the single most important differentiator for growth. Um, and I think that, that HR has got to be integrated across your organization in order to be effective. It can't be siloed. Um, it can't be, um, as I said before, rules and tools. It needs to be a place that's full of, of creativity an opportunity to meet the challenges of the future. And we know that this contingent workforce is growing. Um, right now, if you look at our entire workforce, 20% of those people are not employees of a company, quote-unquote. They're sort of an independent person. And if, 
if an organization isn't paying attention to the culture and they're not paying attention to people that make up their organization, they're going to lose that intellectual capital to this sort of independence, and organizations will lose um, what it has grown and coveted for since the existence of, of that particular organization. So a CEO has got to be paying attention to this um, because you know, you, you've got to have people that are um, committed to your cause, whatever your cause is, um, whether it be um, producing cars or um, reducing world hunger, um, whatever that cause is, you've got to make sure that you've got people who are very committed to what it is that you're doing, and you've got to cultivate that culture. And HR is the epicenter of making sure that um, your organization is moving forward and with and making sure that the people are engaged and are understanding where the organization is moving towards. So we've heard from Amy Dufresne, and what I've heard is, uh, as CEO of the Human Resources Certification Institute, and in her life and the people she surrounds her with, this is a no zombie zone. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> You're welcome. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. David B. Savage and his book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company. While creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network, seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. See much more at davidbsavage.com. According to Kirkus Reviews, Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, unlocking the possible within a culture of collaboration. While it addresses organizational collaboration, this book could be interpreted more broadly as a treatise on building a cooperative culture within families, groups, businesses, and government. David's Collaborative Leadership 360 Assessment is an evaluation resource that will get you moving forward. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com that's davidbsavage.com take us on the go it's even easier now the voice america talk radio network has launched our mobile app for iphone android or blackberry visit the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market to download the app powered by aircast it's free and no registration is necessary in minutes you could be enjoying your favorite voice america talk radio host no matter where you are in the car out in a about while traveling or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. 
472-5790. You may also send an email to David at DavidBSavage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Welcome back. Zombies or zippers? Global networks, human resources, and collaboration is the theme of our show today. I am very honored by a current and future global leader, Chapman Bajaj. Chapman is an innovation specialist and entrepreneur that has successfully built a number of initiatives, businesses, and organizations over his career. He's an award-winning entrepreneur. He is the co-founder of Social. Remember, I spelled that out earlier, S-O-S-H-A-L, one of Canada's top digital agencies employing over 40 people and dominating Canada's higher education market. He is currently an executive at TELUS, one of Canada's largest companies, and all supports, also supports TELUS Health, Canada's largest health technology firm. In addition, Chapman is a founder of the Calgary Hub of the Global Shapers. Yeah, the Global Shapers, a community of the World Economic Forum. Yeah, that's right, the World Economic Forum, and led that hub to attain global influence in just one year. He was the co-chair of SHAPE Conference in Alberta, which attracted an international audience for the first time, and wrote and compiled the innovative bid that not only beat out major cities like New York, Chicago, and Boston, leading strategic partnerships, sponsorship, and fundraising. Chapman is the co-founder of Gen Gen YOTT, so that's Gen Y Ottawa, actively involved in membership, uh, pardon me, mentorship of young leaders. And Chapman is a sought-after speaker who has spoken from a variety of stages around the world. Welcome, Chapman. Thank you so much, Dave. And uh, it's uh, still humbling to hear that biography sometimes, and it feels kind of obnoxious, so I apologize. (laughs) Well, well, I guess uh, people like you, I would expect... Uh, affirm your success through your global network and just getting fellow visionaries together to to make a difference. Yeah, and it's been interesting. I mean, just kind of briefly on the Global Shapers community and the World Economic Forum, we've been spending a lot of time over the last couple of years here talking about what we term the fourth industrial revolution, which kind of talks a lot to uh, um, what you've been talking about today around artificial intelligence and automation and and, you know, that profound question of do people matter and, and are we building societies in which people actually matter to us at a societal level, let alone at a business level. And um, and so, you know, some of these experiences have, have been eye-opening because they've, uh, they have, in fact, opened my eyes to conversations that I don't think I was actually having otherwise. And uh, and so I think the, the timing um, of kind of where I have come from and where I am at today with this podcast and with this broadcast is uh, is really interesting because uh, now that I'm I've taken a bit of a career shift and I'm in the middle of a big large organization that you know we grapple with some of these topics but in a very different way and it's from a different perspective and so uh, I'm really excited about our conversation today I think there'll be a lot of really cool insight that I'll gain and hopefully that I'll be able to share with uh, with your listeners yeah, well, thank you for that, Chapman. And I think uh, by hiring you, as I said to you a couple of months ago, uh, TELUS shows that they're a very innovative and smart, future-focused organization. And, uh, and I think <clears throat> simply you are the connector, you are the zipper. You're the one that uh, can bring people from around the world to innovate. 
So let's let's start off with some questions. Um, when people think about human resources, they tend to primarily think about getting hired. Has collaboration allowed you to access new opportunities for employment or business in your career? Yeah, it, and it's interesting because there's a couple of ways to you know to look at this. You know, from the individual standpoint, HR really does primarily feel about. Uh, you know, all about recruitment, uh, especially when you don't have a job. Uh, and then hopefully you get one and it kind of evolves to compensation because once you get a job, you really want to, you know, you really want to focus on how you're going to be getting paid. Um, having been on both, I think, both the individual side and the organizational side of that HR function, um, the the role of collaboration, uh, it has the potential to be profound. I use that word kind of carefully uh, because both individuals and organizations need to access and employ that potential for it to actually be of any value. Uh, you know, we often hear kind of like phrases that you know, 90, 95% of the jobs, they're actually in the hidden job market or it's all about who you know. And I think as much as we want to claim that we live in a pure meritocracy, um, I think the fact is we don't, you know, political opinions aside, not to turn this into one of those, but I think it, you don't need to look too, too far from certain government offices to know that meritocracy isn't exactly what our systems are based upon anymore. And, and um, But that said, I think competency has still never been more important. So, you know, you've been talking today about automation and AI, and we heard from Amy that kind of HR as a function is growing. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle, to be honest. I think the world is ill-prepared for this robotics revolution that's imminent. And I think as a result, HR is never more important than it is today because I do kind of think we'll have fewer and fewer people working in these traditional jobs that we've defined. And so competency becomes super important and collaboration becomes super important, especially if you believe yourself to be, you know, particularly competent because the availability of those traditional jobs and placements, I think at the very least, it's safe to say those, those traditional jobs are at risk. Um, so to that effect, I think as you and Amy spoke about, culture becomes very important. And uh, uh, I think it's important when we think about recruitment and collaboration in a recruitment model to keep in mind the culture of the organization we want to actually work in. You know, Coca-Cola's most innovative employee might look very differently from Tesla's or from NASA's. So culture, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's about who has more foosball tables for you as a job seeker. But um, for, for some other people, it might be far more profound than that. And so culture is going to be a big driver. Yeah, Yeah, I think the the connections, because there's so much choice out there, yes, we could buy a program and have, you know, 10,000 resumes on our computer. But at the end of the day, it's about relationship. It's about belief. It's about trust and vision. And you don't get that from robots. I I think the other thing that comes up for me, Jaffman, is uh, let's realize that... uh, the automation of our workplace is not the service industry. It is litigation firms. It is some of the top paid jobs available right now. So, so some of those people in the on the million dollar club are at risk. Mm-hmm. They better they better know it and they better get ahead of this parade. And yeah, they do I that. Think, they do yeah, that through I, their network. In some of my mentorship, you know, uh, one of the things that I try to talk about a lot is uh, there might not be any greater skill anymore than adaptability, because as Amy alluded to, the world is moving so quickly, organizations are transforming so quickly that if you're unable to adapt, uh, that might be your biggest downfall as a professional, as an individual. Um, So I I agree with you 100%. 
Yeah. So one of the things that's most greatly impacting office and work cultures around the world is the telecommuting and teleworking. Many people have commented that such work styles greatly reduce the synergistic effects of face-to-face collaboration. What do you think about that, Jabman? Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Stemming right off of this whole you know, when we see automation and we think about how much we used to travel on a plane to, or a car or a train or a bus to go from city to city to have these meetings, and now so much of it happens over video conferencing and, and, and teleconferencing. And, you know, I, I primarily work remotely myself. I work from home quite a bit, or I work from remote offices quite a bit. I mean, I buy the argument. Face-to-face collaboration is unbeatable. I mean, in my last life when I was running social, um, you technology company. We were working with institutions that, you know, right down to social media, web and mobile technology development. Um, you know, even in the middle of that life, I would remind people that the online component of your brand or your function or your organization or whatever you want to, whatever operative word you want to use there, it's kind of like that 90% of the iceberg that's below the water, you know. <laughs> there's, there's, there's weight and context and substance there. It's important. There's value to what you don't see under the water. But that face-to-face contact really represents the thing that people can touch, see, and feel, and it has a ton of value. But, I mean, that said, you know, I work in a a global company with 50,000 people around the world, and and oftentimes I'm I'm sitting on these video conferences and phone calls that that traverse time zones, countries, and and it is is absolutely mind-blowing how far we've come to close the gap to try to make it as real and human as possible. Um, because if we're going to talk about human resources, it's, it's not just, you know, at the individual level, it is the collaboration of teams within these types of companies. And, um, yeah, I, I will, I will always, I, I consider myself quite the old school millennial. I'm 30 years old today, but I often call myself the 80 year old millennial because I think there's an element of, <laughs> <laughs> of the old school, that old face to face touch mentality that, you know, um, uh, it's uh, you just cannot replicate. So I, I think there is an effect. I think we we see the effect uh, on true productivity when uh, when we don't get that type of touch. So it'll be interesting to see how it kind of continues to evolve um, and how far we get. Where uh, maybe maybe there's a virtual reality component. Maybe one day, Dave, you and I will actually virtual reality headsets. So we'll be wearing our headsets and we'll actually be <laughs> sitting in the same room in our virtual reality headset world. But. <laughs> <laughs> for now, I guess we continue to do things over the phone and through video conference. <laughs> yeah, works for me, and it, and it's a greener, more sustainable. I, I love the face-to-face when it's really important, but I love the fact that I can uh, talk to my clients in Australia, my yeah. friends in France. It is real. Yeah, um, and that's an important. Actually, I think that's an important point, and maybe I'm maybe I'm taking this as a a small opportunity as a for a plug here, but you know my my company now is is very proud of its kind of carbon footprint measurement or you know limiting and and restricting how much we impact the world through uh, through that that lens of environmental friendliness and that green lens and and so yeah that's a big driver that's a big motivator hey it keeps our electricity bills down it keeps our travel bills down but it's also a big contributor to to our environment around us yeah. You know, allows us to uh, connect and, and understand from each other like never before in human history. And at the same time, we can stay where we are, where we want to live with our families. So, Chapman, uh, we've only got a couple of minutes left, but I, this is an important question. You've, 
you are an entrepreneur. You've been in all sorts of uh, for-profit and not-for-profit organizations of all sizes. And now you're a leader in one of the world's most advanced telecommunications companies. That's TELUS. Mm-hmm. Does collaboration impact small companies the same way it impacts large companies? Yeah, and it looks very different. Um in my experience as a as a small company, a small startup, um, as a as a you know as a young twenty something was uh, was interesting because people around you they seem to almost be bending over backwards to help you and to help you grow and to help you become more viable and and it's an amazing it's an amazing I mean startups in this day and age especially from a startup perspective I mean if you're not collaborating you're dying it, it, it doesn't it's not even a measure of how much will you succeed in many many cases it's just a measure of will you even survive um, and so. I think you know when we think about that specifically at the HR function, we used to work with other small companies and keep an eye on who they were letting go from their from their wor- uh, their worlds and their their companies because uh, the fight for talent is is always so it's it's it talent is it, we've talked about it today it's the most important thing people talk companies talk about how people are their most important asset and in 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 many instances that's very very true and so. It, from a small company perspective, you find I find myself, you know, in, with my entrepreneurial hat on, is collaboration is, is uh, you seek it out, and it's it's quite readily available um, until it's not. Actually, I have one friend of mine who who she uh, she told me, you know, people will always be out there to help you until you turn around forty, and after you hit about forty years old, you become everybody's competition. But until then, <laughs> everybody's there to help. On the big company lens, you know. I'm. I, it's it's an interesting position of societal power, if you will, because a lot of smaller organizations come to you looking for you to be their commercial client, their that big company first client. You know, if you're a startup or if you're a community organization, you're coming to a TELUS because uh, you want some funding or some sort of mentorship opportunity, or or so collaboration looks differently. It it, it just ends up being. Uh, you know, it it, lo- it just looks different. It, it ends up looking more like a we are the wielder of a significant amount of power, whether it's through funds or, or sheer human resource and being able to, whether it's second people or leverage a volunteer initiative or whatever that is. And so from a big company perspective, uh, we end up collaborating a lot in our community giving, or we end up collaborating a lot when we do things in, you know, maybe more rural and remote parts of a country because uh, smaller operators can derive greater economic impact than we can, and we can help develop those parts of, of, of our country that way. So collaboration just ends up looking very differently for those who, going back to that kind of theme from earlier, for those who actually leverage its potential. And that is ultimately kind of the big, that's the big characteristic that, that you know, that defines whether you're successful with your collaboration or not is that uh, the wow. potential is there you need to you need to really feed that potential otherwise it's just it's just uh it's superficial and it's like a greeting card it feels good yeah. once a year but that's about it well we've we've had two amazing guests today and we're out of time and this again we could go on for many many more podcasts just on this very subject Chapman Bajaj of Telus thank you so much uh, today we've had Amy Schabacher DeFran of the Human Resources Certification Institute. And the question is, I guess, uh, Japman talked about they're fighting for talent. They're fighting for the right talent. So are today's times in the 21st century business a threat 
or are you the one being fought for? Are you a zombie or are you, are you a zipper? Thanks, everyone. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Thanks for tuning in this week to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Your host, David B. Savage, invites you to join us again for another engaging episode next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a breakthrough week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 